going on internet analytic here aka dreams and i'd like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i'm your hip-hop and gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in before we get into episode 122 of course we have to give an update because if you don't know i've been no lifing jedi survivor and by no lifing i mean putting countless hours into that video game so not even first impressions i'm basically finished with the game i think i have like a little bit left to finish the story but let's just say overall to keep it short and simple it's way better than the first game and it improves on everything that the first game laid as far as the foundation so yeah that's my short review of course a longer one's coming uh in the near future uh moving around right now so i'm not able to get these out as as often as i would want to but you know of course i'm gonna get settled in uh pretty soon and like the next coming of weeks so once that happens i'm gonna be putting these episodes out more frequently but i definitely appreciate the masses who come in each and every week because we still um surpass 38,000 weekly downloads so that means in general the supporters are definitely there tuning in each and every week which i do not take for granted so i think that's basically it for the update let me see what else there's a, some stuff happening on the business side but i mean y'all probably see it when, when uh you see it but just know when they say you have to spend money to make money boy were they not lying so anyways just know i definitely spend the money that i like well not all of it of course but you know i save a little bit but you know i, I like to invest back into myself so i'm not one of those people who be like oh yeah uh, uh donate or support me and i just spend it all on like frivolous things like i also like invest back into myself to make a better product for y'all so we definitely have some stuff in the works um i paid for a couple of things um as far as like help on just just the staff side and obviously you know i don't know if the irs listening but let's just say the podcast is doing well and i appreciate everybody who's supporting so anyways episode 122 if you haven't seen by now it's called beef galore and that is for a reason as we are going to get into all of the beefs that hip-hop not only hip-hop has made but also the gaming industry because let me tell you something if there's one thing about spotify and xbox is they're going to try to get their coins by any means necessary but before that make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social media and follow to keep up my latest activities if you want to support the show financially click my cash app link located towards the bottom of my link tree as it helps the show overall like i was just saying i do like to invest in myself or back into the product also make sure to share this podcast rating the show five stars as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses and for the people over at YouTube, make sure to click that bell icon for post notifications. And when you click the bell icon, it's going to ask you all the personalized. Make sure to click all as that's how you make sure you get notified for everything that I upload. And without further ado, let me see if there's anything else to promote. Oh, also follow my analytic dreams video platform on Spotify as those are that's going to be the platform where I start posting my gameplay walkthroughs as I used to do in the past as if you listen to my podcast on Spotify you'll also be able to watch my content on Spotify via 
the analytic dreams video channel so all my content the video elements will be posted to that channel and why that channel specifically because spotify is only like dsp to like allow video if that makes sense i mean of course you have youtube but that's like different from spotify and apple music if i had to explain it we'll be here forever so anyways make sure to do that and without further ado let's get into the show the verts are back at it again to showcase their love for Lil uzi as another and i mean another drop has happened when we talking about leaked music and in this case we're covering the no nintendo by Lil uzi vert produced by pierre born and the reason why i paused before that because you know in this day and age ai is just winning you know 2023 is the year of the ai i mean your favorite artist is not dropping all the music that's been dropping has been atrocious and so now we're left to listen to leaks it was considered leaks um but it turns out to just be ai generated tracks so we never know what's what but we do know that a lot of people are enjoying this track from lil uzi people are saying that this is one of the best lil uzi leaks that we heard in a while in a while a lot of people are saying it's a speaker knockers type of flow and um somebody said they was off of being listening to this and let me just tell you we do not promote drugs over here don't do drugs kids and i don't know what that man's talking about <laughs> so a lot of another person said pierre born and uzi is wild and in general if i was to give my thoughts on Lil uzi and uh pierre call me ignorant but i don't, I don't know the last time Lil uzi and pierre put out a hit recently like i think it's been a while since pierre and, and uzi leaked up for a hit you know i could be tripping you know i have to look at the actually i did look at the producing credits on i just want to rock and i don't think it was pr born at all so of course that's lil uzi vert's most successful song recently is the i just want to rock and you can't tell me that wasn't helped out by the whole tiktok wave i think what drake was trying to do with tootsie slide lil uzi did that and then more everything that drake was trying to do with tootsie slide when it came to tiktok that's what Lil Uzi Vert did with I Just Wanna Rock. And don't let these artists fool you when they come out saying, oh, I just threw that out. I just threw that away. That was a little Lucy. Like the one time that Lil Yachty, who I think is just one of the worst artists to ever grace a mic, who when he came out and put out that track called uh, Poland. And I'm telling you that like to me, I don't know if I'm getting old or whatever, but that was just one of the worst tracks I've ever heard in life. And everybody was listening to that like, oh, my God, she said he's taking the walk to Poland. Like this is just Shakespeare. And this is modern day Shakespeare. And I'm just over here sitting like, bro, he, he literally said he's taking a walk. To I don't know, man, maybe maybe I'm tripping. I understand a little bit more what I just want to rock because it's a dance hall type of beat. Um Lil Uzi Vert accompanied the track with a nice and definitely a, a catchy dance and you know everybody's moving their hips in ways that you know back in the day wouldn't have been accepted but we're in 2023 so your preference is, is accepted nowadays which is definitely progress let me just say that you know a little uh PSA out there for y'all so anyways the the whole entire point of the segment is to talk about how none of your favorite artists are dropping music quality is at an all-time low but we do have leaked tracks and AI-generated tracks to keep us afloat. So anyways, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Lil Uzi Vert and his leaked track 
titled no nintendo and do you think it's fire or trash so frank ocean fans are just fed up with them, this man not dropping music and let alone not dropping music this man shows up to perform throws a tantrum doesn't want to perform the next two days i'm talking about frank ocean and his coachella appearance and if you don't believe me just you know look it up frank ocean was uh let's just say a little diva when he was at the coachella event and ended up just throwing the whole thing in the in the uh in the whirlwind because everybody was like oh frank ocean's about to perform that man came out there said his ankle was hurt so he can't perform i ain't never seen no excuse like that in my life like honestly i feel like for performers if they're trying to perform on a grand stage like coachella and if they don't want to if they want to act like it's so hard to perform when your ankle is hurt when you're a singer like obviously you could come out and especially the way that or what uh frank ocean has been putting his friends fans through i think they would have sat through a little frank ocean in the chair performance that's all i gotta say so for this man to say his ankle was hurting that's why he couldn't perform seems a little bit um out of the ordinary for me but you know what else is new with frank ocean so anyways the reason that we're discussing him right now is not because of his coachella antics but because fans were fed up like i said at the beginning and they was like we're gonna get frank ocean music one way or another and so a leaked title or a leaked track called changes featuring rosalia has just uh with the full music video came out and apparently this was shot back in 2020 and then people were saying well people was coming out saying it was fake it was ai generated so i think nowadays i think artists may start claiming that instead of confirming that it's a leak just saying it's ai to the point where i don't think fans will lose interest but they won't think it's actually him so imagine if you put out a leak and you say it's just ai and everybody's like but this is fire and then you end up like putting it out on your next album and you'd be like oh i got you because you know frank ocean as we've seen with his coachella antics is not uh unfamiliar with lying so uh with that set aside frank ocean and all these links are are gonna get to the point where he's gonna have to give his fans music because i believe the last time this man actually put out music was in what 2019 2020 maybe let me look so first let me you know gotta be factual out here we don't like fake news so dang i was trying to shoot him some bail the last time he put out a single was in 2020 but the last time he put out an entire body of work was in 2016 now even rihanna fans can't get mad at that because i think that's the last time rihanna put out an album and she has she actually has an excuse on why she doesn't have to put out music like she has a whole makeup fenty beauty line that's making her 10 times more money than her music career ever did and still her last album okay it was saying the it was saying the wakanda forever but that don't that don't count her last official album was in 2016 with uh auntie so even rihanna fans cannot be as mad as uh frank ocean fans because at least she has something to fall back on i don't know what frank ocean is doing i don't know if he's into the fashion industry i remember one time he showed up at um oh you see it right here so for my people over at youtube and um kick you see right here when he was on the i don't know some type of press 
run or whatever and he had some random robot baby baby that he was walking around with and at that point i was just like this man is just doing anything for attention so fans was like we're gonna give you some attention all right let's leak your music featuring rosalia and for all your fans to enjoy for the free for free 99 so anyways a lot of people have you know as i already said came out and discredited saying it was results of a ai scam so i guess we'll never know the legitimacy of this leak but this is just a telltale sign to me that his fans are fed up with him taking a huge hiatus from music and all of these artists acting like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread when he hasn't given us a full body of work since 2016. so anyways click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about frank ocean and do you think it's a little outrageous and egregious that this man hasn't given us a body of work since 2016 and do you like the song or the leaked song from frake ocean and rosalito rosalito <laughs> rosalia titled changes now don't say i never did nothing for you because let me tell you right now this drake travis scott in the weekend track ai generated titled my brothers may or may not be allegedly in the description box below but you know that's besides the point if you wanted to bless your ears and let's just say if you if you click the link you're welcome so anyways of course this ai generated um evolution has been taking 2023 by storm and i'm just i feel like i've been on record kind of but you know i just want to go on record right now and say that ai is just gonna is just by far the best musician of 2023 like your favorite music your favorite artist not putting out music and all your artists that you want to put out music is going on tour asking y'all for five hundred dollars to send the nosebleeds because the pandemic just passed i don't know if anybody noticed but um they trying to recoup so <laughs> they charging y'all outlandish prices to be in the nosebleeds not caring about y'all pockets in any stretch of the imagination so don't let it fool you oh they're coming on tour for me they really want to perform in front of my me and my friends they want your money they want to put you in the nosebleeds and good luck getting to the front seat because that's going to cost you at least i would say probably it'd probably be in the four you know in the um four digit range to four to five not not five that's a little that's a little much but definitely in the four digit range if you bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I want to see a Drake or Beyonce to sit in front of them. So anyways, so of course, what I'm talking about is all these AI-generated tracks. And the first one, I think, the very first one to go viral which 
at this point i don't know if it's gonna go down in history as the the pioneer because obviously somebody was gonna do it but the heart of my sleeve track from drake which is ai generated was the first one to go viral which brought up this very interesting discussion about plagiarism and using somebody's likeness because technically if you're a writer that create creates stone words and then you create their own beat but then you use the artist's voice is that plagiarism because it's not a crime to sound like somebody but where i come in i feel like it's a crime to use somebody's likeness to sell a product so if you say drake and they put his face on the cover and it sounds like exactly like drake then with the evolution of ai technology the courtroom's not going to be you know dumb they're going to be like okay well you definitely try to play off this man's likeness which is in fact a crime so i don't know how this is going to go but spotify has already put their foot down you know spotify gotta gotta cape for umg because let me tell you if umg went on strike from spotify or apple podcast or apple music they would definitely feel it because umg if you don't know universal music group has signed all your favorite well all the most popular artists are under umg i'm talking young boy i'm talking drake i'm talking uh kanye west uh justin bieber uh taylor swift i believe um just all the top artists just think of umg like the label that can actually afford them to to sign them under the label like lucian grange he's the owner or the ceo or whatever of uh universal music group and he is the, probably one of the most if not the most powerful figure in music so even he's spoken now about ai generated tracks saying it's just a blatant um copy uh misuse of of plagiarism or copyright something like that basically the gist of it was y'all are stealing from our from our artists and we're coming after you so oh they also have yeah universal music group also has a uh, sting so they represent all these top flight artists that all of these ai generated tracks are reflecting off of and so now they're coming for their fettuccine and they're gonna sue y'all i don't know who they're gonna sue because let's just say that these probably these people probably don't have the amount of money that would justify a lawsuit but they're gonna do something and one of the steps that they've taken is having spotify because you know they just told spotify hey take this down or we're gonna do something else um so spotify the world's most popular music streaming subscription service and that's just not a plug it's just facts um even bigger than apple you just you know it's at that point where you know just gotta look at the numbers spotify took down seven percent of the ai generated tracks and and counting so they're still not done because you know people keep putting up these ai generated tracks acting like they're not breaking the law so of course you know i think the best way to to approach these is to kind of do what i'm doing even though it's under the notorious mass effect brand so i may have some type of advantage but to cover the tracks without playing the music like how hard is that like bs and zlu zlu <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that's crazy i completely messed up their names okay y'all know who i'm talking about z is and b lou <laughs> i don't know why I said, that was wild but um when they was doing music reviews right they was going through a system to where they had to cut out some of the music video so they can actually upload because they was getting copyright strikes well not strikes but you know it was just getting taken down uh demonetized stuff like that so now i mean of course they're at the point where they can they can have the actual artists on their platform but when they first started out i mean they had to cut up the music videos so it wasn't just a complete copyright uh strike you know and in this case 
it's getting harder to do that because even if you play a little bit of the song it's they're still saying it's plagiarism and then they're not going for it so i would just advise covering tracks and not playing the music at all which is i think is why uh zs and blu you know slow down music reviews and the music reviews they do put up they have the actual artist with them so that way they can get it cleared through that through the actual artist if that makes sense so um yeah man music uh universal music groups not playing around with you and they already put their foot down with spotify having them taking take down all the ai generated tracks from their artists you you notice none of the other artists that's under the other major labels are, are really getting taken down like that it's really just the big dog and universal music group because when one one line one of the most standout lines for me in hip-hop is when jay-z said i got lawyers like shooters and they do something pro bono because i'm throwing them m's that that stood out to me because i think in music your lawyers is probably your most important asset it's like the draymond green of the of the um golden state warriors like you can be stuff but if you ain't got that draymond green I don't know if that I don't know if that works. Not in today's age. Maybe in 2018. My fault. I'm gonna come up with a better analogy next time. But y'all, y'all see what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's very important to have uh, lawyers. So um, yeah, man. Universal Music Group is gonna sue all y'all people who are putting out these AI-generated tracks, acting like they're your own. So I think there's something else I wanted to get into. That was basically it. Um. It's a very interesting copyright battle because some people are like, oh, it's just fair use. But you're literally using their face, their name. Like if they didn't use their face and their name, I would understand. But you're using their face, you're using their name. You're in fact using their likeness. And I don't, I don't think it's that complicated. So anyways, uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. Will you be given the AI generated track from Drake, Travis Scott and The Weeknd titled My Brothers to Listen? And if you do, is it fire or extremely fire throughout this whole catastrophe i keep thinking to myself what does quentin miller think in a time like this because now all the writers behind the scenes want to come together and fight for their rights but back in the day i remember somebody lost a leg i mean an entire leg do y'all know how important a leg is like sometimes you know you may be walking somewhere and you ever just feel like hopping you know what i mean the entire way no right you need both of them so anyways um quentin miller is one of the what eleven thousand, twelve thousand. i don't know how many writers are in in hollywood but of course that man was writing for every not all of them but most of the major musicians in the music industry and these type of writers are a little different right these are the writers of film television and a lot of different entertainment that you probably consume and don't even know there's like a bunch of writers behind the scenes so in 15 years this is the first uh this is the uh, second strike no it's the first writer strike the first Hollywood writer's strike in 15 years. So a lot of people are wondering, why are they striking? Well, um, if you don't know, there's been a lot of development in AI. And apparently, I'm not, you know, guesstimating. I've been looking at a lot of different articles, doing a lot of different research myself. But the gist of it is, there's putting like a clause in their contracts to where companies could not use 
AI to generate certain amounts of script. And the companies didn't want to buy to that. And also with the whole streaming area uh, era, you're not really getting the type of returns you would hope because the numbers are fuzzy. Because if you don't know these streaming platforms, they're pretty secretive with the actual numbers. They only put out the numbers they want to put out for positive PR. So now the budgets are being uh, decreased. And a lot of people in the Writers Guild are saying that it's unfairly um, being shrunk. So with these smaller staffs, of course, their income is harder to come by with this type of uh, pattern that they're seeing now with streaming, the evolution of AI. They kind of see the writing on the wall as writers just being they. For, so behind the scenes, they say that writers are always being not treated the best. But now it's going to be even worse because they could literally say, well, we're just going to have AI write it and we don't need y'all at all. And that's kind of what's happening and then attached with that you have the whole revolution or evolution of streaming and here we are we have an entire writers guild strike in the first time in 15 years now i don't want to get into annual salary apparently they make like four to five thousand on a television series as far as like a weekly minimum for a staff writer and they work on average 29 weeks so you know that's like 131,000 annually and obviously a lot of things when it comes to numbers and salary i don't like to get into because i'm not the biggest pocket watcher i do like to see who's getting the most money but as far as like specifically who's one two three four five like i'm not that specific with uh who's making the most money out here so anyways um a lot of people are saying that this is going to take a while they don't know when it's going to be resolved uh, as far as the effects of it if you haven't seen already um jimmy fallon uh jimmy kimmel that's crazy the first name is jimmy anyways uh stephen colbert seth myers uh a lot of the late night shows have shut down production because they agreed with the writers who went on strike and that's kind of funny that's like the the players in the nba going on strike and then the coaches being like well we're gonna go on strike with you like um you you i think you didn't really have a choice but anyways that's besides the point so anyway so they're gonna go on strike in um agreement with the writers quote unquote but wait wait till them pockets start being affected they're gonna be like you know what how about we just fire up their ai and get the writing you know what i mean so i think it's been what a month or two since the strike there's been no resolution i think it's been a lot of stuff as far as like um um I think protests i forget what you, you call them but i don't think it was like i think they're just pushing for more money and just higher residual pay for streaming programs that's the biggest thing like i keep saying the evolution of streaming and also the the latest evolution of artificial intelligence where you can literally copy any type of writing style and put it out i mean even john morant you know john wick out here with the blicky on live put out apology and people saying it was written by ai so there's no gray area no more with ai technology it's just hard to tell what's real and what's fake and as far as the actual humans who are writing scripts or or uh being considered their job is indeed in, in jeopardy i would say so this writer's strike i don't think it's out of the ordinary as a lot of the I would use acronyms, but I don't, I don't think y'all know what these are. So let me see if I can find this acronym. 
Um, it's the um, so the Writers Guild of America's Negotiating Committee. So if you want to look that up, that's what the entire name is. So now I'm about to use acronyms. Okay. All right. So, so anyways, the WGA is negotiating, um, overall contract, um, just rehauls because of the streaming and it will cost the studios approximately 429 million. Like I said, I did a lot of research going into this. So of that, the committee said 343 million should be attributed to the eight largest employers. So they come in with demands. Don't know if they're going to be met. Apparently, it's going to be a while until this get re gets resolved because this is the first time this happened in like 15 years. So I don't think this is something that you just like scoff at, but it's something that you probably have to put on a back burner because it's not going to get resolved anytime soon. And they're also calling for industry standards on um, writers assigned to each show because if you don't know, sometimes, you know, um, well, I guess you may not know as why you're listening, but, <laughs> but people, the higher ups, basically, maybe they don't hire enough staff. So now somebody's being overworked, underpaid, and you know, that combination results in what we're seeing right now. So obviously there's been some pushback to the WGA's demands, particularly for the mandatory staffing. Cause it was like, hold up. First of all, if y'all going to ask for increased pay, we definitely not increasing the staff. So it's, it's a little standstill um hasn't been a lot of guarantees on the demands of the wga so now we're at a point where we just gotta wait and see which one breaks first is the writers who doesn't make as much as the higher ups can they hold out or can the higher ups just eventually go in the direction of ai and just say forget the writers entire in in their entirety so I feel like the WGA is making a notable stance and they are definitely sticking together with this, but all it's going to take, I mean, it, what they say was like around approximately like 12,000 writers who went on strike It's only going to take a couple of thousand for of them to go back to work for the others to be like, yeah, you know what? Being broke, it's not that fun. Let's go back to work or, or somebody can start up their own independent company. I mean, 12,000 is a lot of workers. I mean, obviously, they're all writers, and you need, like, other people who specialize in other areas. But you can start doing uh, entrepreneurial-type tactics and only uh, working for commission. That's a that's a pathway, but it's not as uh, consistent, you know, obviously. Or not as, um, yeah, consistent, because you, you don't know where your next commission is going to come from. So that's why a lot of people take these industry jobs because of course you know where your paychecks can come from week after week after week so uh this whole wga situation or fiasco or whatever you want to call it is pretty interesting and is definitely important which is why i'm covering it as a hip-hop and gaming um content reviewer but um i think that this writer strike going on is probably gonna go on for at least six months because I don't see too much damage being done as far as salary until we get into like the year, the two year. Like I, I forget how long the NBA strike lasted or the lockout lasted, but I think that lasted for the most like three months and the NBA is like a player led type of league. So if that lasted that long and we see the way that writers are being treated in Hollywood, then I don't think it's at, at minimum it's going to be half a year that we're waiting and we're already like a month through. So I'm trying to see if I 
think I covered everything. So yeah, like your favorite shows, like the hyphenates, I don't know what that is. Abbott Elementary, I heard about that. Um, a lot of those TV shows could start to be delayed because of this Hollywood strike. Actually, a lot of stuff's gonna start to be delayed. Um, writers have gone on strike six times more than any group in hollywood makes sense because they i've heard they're treated the worst obviously i don't know for a fact but i listen to people who's in those circles and they'd be like oh yeah they just they talk to you like you just the bottom of the earth dirt like dirt beneath their shoe you know and this straight uh trash you know i don't know why they treat writers like that but i guess they act like their do their jobs aren't that important but anyways so they they have uh it doesn't surprise me that they've went on strike way more than any group in hollywood uh the first one came in 1960 so a little history lesson right here the first writer's strike came in 1960 a writer's guild walkout lasted nearly five months okay and then the strikes followed followed was in uh 1973 that was the second one 1981 the third 1985 of course the fourth and then the fifth one lasting exactly five months came in 1988 but the most recent strike 2007 to 2008 strike was resolved after three months along the main um requirements that was met was the streaming sh shows will have to hire guild writers if the budgets were big enough so that's interesting so yeah so that's basically all the information that you need to know about the hollywood writer's strike in general um i say six months and as you can see these articles are saying the previous ones lasted five months and with the evolution of ai technology i don't think that's ever been something that was considered back in the day so i think the the higher ups are going to think about this a little longer and be like hey do we really need y'all or not where whereas back in the day there was no ai technology to be able to mimic any type of writing style that you saw fit so anyways, uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. Which side are you on in this whole uh, strike? Are you on the side of the higher-ups and the companies? Or are you on the side of the Writers Guild Association? And also, how long do you think that this writer's strike is going to last? Now, after decades of playing the exact same game, Rockstar fans have finally realized their worth and has been begging for a new addition to the Grand Theft Auto franchise. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We have finally reached a breakthrough in society where people realize that even though you support a studio, which is all good and well if they make a fantastic game, which GTA 5 was, if you keep supporting them in a certain fashion, it will not be incentivized to make another game. Now, I know you can say, oh, they came with Red Dead Redemption. Oh, they came with this game. Oh, they came with that game. But at the end of the day, we want another addition to Grand Theft Auto. All right, so those applause was basically for all of the time we spent asking for GTA 6 for them to not give us no type of information to the point where somebody had to go in, a, a, a soldier had to go in and risk his freedom 
I believe he's locked up right now. I don't know what Rockstar is doing to this man. But risk he risked his freedom to leak GTA 6 footage. And let me tell you, it was totally legit. And for that, I got to bring the applause back once more. Because I don't think if it wasn't for that footage by that, that soldier who's probably riding away in prison right now, you know, rest in peace to him. We wouldn't have never got this GTA 6 footage of leaked gameplay that shows that Rockstar is actually working on some type of game. Okay, so apparently uh, GTA 6 is set to be in Vice City. As you know, if you saw the leaks, you probably would see this. It's probably still on the internet. You know, people screen record all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't advise, you know, putting it up on whatever platform, you know, you uh, use as far as social media because Rockstar is definitely coming for people who try to leak this uh, GTA 6 footage. So anyways, um, yeah, it's supposed to be set in Vice City. A lot of people are saying that it's the most expensive game ever made. I don't know how they figured that out. But I don't know, like, what's the sources? It was like Dex, Dexerto? Dexerto? I've never heard of them, but maybe they're a huge source. I don't know. I never see them when I'm going through gaming information. But Dexerto said the current development is around $1 to $2 billion, which, if you think about it, the amount of money that GTA 5 made, GTA 6 needs to pull a... It's probably the worst game to compare it to. But needs to pull a 2K and stealing the basketball mechanics and that will be one of the most popular games to ever be created if there's a way where you can get gta roleplay from the shark coke the shark the car showcase to the shootouts and wherever you at to uh flying helicopters to riding boats to playing golf what else can you do to playing tennis if they implement a passable basketball simulator in GTA. We never gonna get GTA six uh seven. We never gonna get GTA seven because I'm telling you, I wouldn't even be mad at that point. Like y'all playing the same game, but it's basketball. Like people say we playing the same game for two K all the time. And if they put that in the GTA six, I think two K may go out of business. That's that's how that's how popular I think GTA seven uh or GTA six's two K simulation could be. Like forget shootouts and GTA roleplay. Let let's get four four other friends go to the court, meet up with whoever, and run run the uh, uh run the, <laughs> run the pickup. You know what I mean? We're gonna be hooping on the pickup on the asphalt, and then at the end of the day, if we put money on this table and we lose, we can just shoot it out. You know what I mean? No, just play my fault, my fault. All right, I'm a law by the system, by the way. Wait, anyways, so um. Budgets like this aren't really um, normal. The last time we see a budget like this was with uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which cost like $174 million to make, which you've seen how that came out, like a buggy mess. But I also have like, you know, Rockstar has a pedigree. We have immense faith in Rockstar, which the CD Projekt Red, you know, technically, do they make? I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I think they made The Witcher, right? CD Projekt Red made The Witcher? I don't know. I'm not. I don't think they... I don't know if they did. Um, Hold on. Let me look that up. Because that's, that's too big of a fact to, to mess up. So let me see. Who developed The Witcher? Because I think it was CD Projekt Red, but I'm, I'm not... Sure. Developers. 
yeah okay so yeah cg cd project red developed the witcher which was phenomenal and obviously the witcher and cd um and cyberpunk 2077 is, is a little different because you know it's more of a expansive a lot of moving parts the witcher i'm not gonna say it's not a lot of moving parts but it's not set in the modern day we have to have scaling and levels and a lot of buildings that you have to walk into cars that are flying there's a lot of stuff going on in, in the world of cyberpunk 2077 but for rockstar it's the same exact landscape and uh vibe or not vibe but like atmosphere that they're going with that they've already patented and gotten down to a t time and time again so i'm not too worried about the technical issues when this game eventually comes out now people are saying 2024 and i'm saying that's cap no way they're coming out 2024 they're going to give this at least um a six month rollout which we are in 2023 so they could still have that six month for 2024 but let me just say that rockstar is notorious for announcing a, a release date and then pushing it back right when it's about to come so i think that's probably what's going to happen if we're going to get it in 2025 so that that's just my prediction uh rockstar did it in the past i uh, done it in the past with um red dead redemption so i don't put it past them to put out that type of or use that type of rollout again because even though red dead's redemption 2 wasn't the best game in my opinion opinion even though other people enjoyed it i feel like they could have did better with that whole uh franchise as far as the sequel the original game is of course a classic like don't get me you know don't you know rockstar don't mess up too many times you know what i mean even with red dead redemption 2 that was still a solid game i just don't think it stood up um with the first of uh, the original and also i'm interested to see what they do with the gta 6 storyline because we saw in the leak which you know shout out to that soldier hopefully they feeding you good in prison but anyways um yeah so the different characters that we were going to be given in um gta 6 it's like a latina i believe so we're gonna have a woman character that was already confirmed by the leak we're gonna have a woman character which is gonna be interesting in itself and then we have two other male characters right i think so yeah we're gonna have the latina she's gonna be dating or married to somebody and then we're gonna have somebody else who's like a freelancer i don't know but that's the that's the rumor right now and what else in this game i think needs to focus more on the online experience because the story really doesn't matter like you tell me what happened in gta 5 storyline exactly so we, we don't know all i know is like at the end you had to pick like three different options for the ending and that, that's all i know about the story but as far as the online mode i think that's the biggest draw and that's why i keep bringing up 2k if you was able to scan your face and put yourself in the gta 6 for the story campaign i think i think that would have been the best uh best route like i don't know why 2k is the only game that allows you to scan your face into the video game like it's just some type of patented technology that they have like i feel like rockstar could pull that off easily and it's already the most expensive game so if it's some type of expensive software you need i'm pretty sure they could afford it like easily make a grand theft auto rockstar mobile app scan your face into the game and there you go um but you know that may be too much to ask because we're already hearing that the latina is one of the main characters and it's going to be like a bonnie and clyde type situation so if you was able to make a creative character and like tag along with them i don't know man maybe i need to get paid for this type of information but anyways so, <laughs> so anyways um yeah gta 6 is supposed to come out 2024 i'm calling cap i think it'll come out 2025 but you know still it's coming out and that's the biggest um uh, news you could ever get from rockstar 
So click my link tree in my bio. Let me know one of my social medias. What do you think about GTA 6 news in general? Um, are you still beefing with Rockstar for them taking so long to make this game? Or are you putting it to side because we're finally getting GTA 6? In the latest development of the PlayStation and Xbox beef, which is really Microsoft versus Sony, you know, if we really want to get into the grand scheme of things, Microsoft just acquired Activision for $69 billion with a B. So this is definitely the epitome of a blockbuster deal. And their bid to buy Activision was met with a lot of pushback, especially from PlayStation. I've never seen PlayStation act like this. And I felt like they was throwing all of the exclusives under the bus because they was like, if Activision, you know, if Xbox gets Activision, then competition is just going to be thrown out the window and all the exclusives that playstation had i mean insomniac um santa monica i don't know who develops the um for the horizon games or the is the last of no not the, yeah the last of us game no naughty dog makes last of us i believe they was probably all looking all those developing studios was looking at sony like dang so we just trashed you huh because Activision is the one company or the one developer that they did not want to see go exclusively to the competitor. But somehow, um, Microsoft pulled it off even after the CEO for EA came out and said he wasn't too worried one way or another. So he like, of course, the CEO of a huge conglomerate conglomerate like electronic arts is going to be like well we don't really care because you know we're basically microsoft's biggest partner so we don't care if they get activision or not but now we're seeing that when they do acquire activision the amount of money they pay to get activision best believe some type of call of duty content is going to be exclusive for the xbox and i think that's a testament to uh redfall I think that's a testament to what Starfield. I think that's what it is. I think those are the two exclusives to Xbox. I think those two games, especially Redfall, who which the game is out right now, but is it really? Because it's just a buggy mess. I think once that game failed, I think it was from Bethesda. Um, and we really have to start talking about Bethesda. The type of games that Bethesda puts out, the development team needs to get uh, fined, searched. Um, there needs to be an investigation because... As soon as that deal went through with Microsoft acquiring them, they just gave up on developing games and actually trying. Like, they was just like, we got our bag. We don't care what happens to the game. So they put out Redfall, a buggy mess, doesn't even work. Just look it up. One of the worst launches I've ever seen since Cyberpunk 2077. And so now that we're seeing Xbox acquire Activision, I don't think Activision is going to go the same route because if you think about it, they just have way too many IPs that they need to make money. Not need, but they do make money off of to just mess up a good thing. So I don't think they'll let laziness um, get in the way of that because Bethesda, even before the acquisition, um, the Microsoft acquisition, they was going through their developer uh, woes. You know, they, they wasn't the most consistent studio. So... Anyways, uh, $69 billion is, you know, I don't need to say it, but yeah, of course it's a lot of money. And it shows the amount of uh, hope that and faith, you know, it really shows the amount of faith that Microsoft has in Activision. Because, of course, it has what every, and I mean, I don't know if I can say this about any other game. Call of Duty probably has been played by every gamer that's ever played games. 
I can't. I don't think I can say that about Mario. Uh, what's some of the big games? I don't, I don't even know if I can say that about Tetris. Like Tetris? Not like I don't even know if I can say that about that. Like every, like everybody who's a gamer has played Call of Duty at some point, and I don't know what happened, but that's just it's like the McDonald's of gaming. It's just it has something for everybody. So, anyways, um, yeah, it's been um, the acquisition. Is one of the biggest acquisitions of all time, I believe. Let me see. I don't know if it's one of the biggest. I saw that somewhere, but I'm not seeing it here. So, of course, they had to get it approved because, you know, there's like an anti-compete type of clause that PlayStation was trying to push. They was like, if they get if they get Activision, we just can't compete no more. Like, that's basically how they was whining. And um, the board looked at it. Let me see. The European Commission, the executive body for the 27 nation block, gave its approval after Microsoft agreed to guarantee for a game for 10 years that gamers would be able to play Activision titles on cloud gaming services being developed by other companies. That's interesting. Such as NVIDIA. That's very specific. Imagine it was like, oh, you need it. You said uh, Call of Duty needs to be accessible to other platforms. What about NVIDIA? It's, it's open to NVIDIA. You know, buy NVIDIA, you could buy Call of Duty. You know, it's not just ex exclusive on Xbox. You can also play it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Like every other platform except for, uh, except for PlayStation. Like you, you just know at some point, Xbox is going to try to pull a huge Xbox uh, exclusive from the Call of Duty brand. Like they're just gonna have a Call of Duty game specifically for Xbox. Like if you if you pay sixty nine billion dollars, you should be able to do whatever you want with it. So, anyways, um, the European okay. So, also the European Commission has required Microsoft to license popular Activision Blizzard games automatically to competing cloud gaming services. This will apply globally and will empower millions of consumers worldwide to play these games on any device they choose. So that's interesting. So they said it will not harm the console market because Microsoft would not have an incentive to deny rivals such as Sony PlayStation access to Activision titles without sacrificing profit. Who cares about profit if it's exclusively on the title? Like Now, obviously, you wouldn't make as much money from Call of Duty if it's on one console compared to all of the consoles because it's like you know the the more platforms you're on the better but if it's exclusively to you and it's not on another console who's to say people won't start buying xboxes instead of uh playstations because of that like i don't think they really you know the european commission they the, the words they're using is not really uh giving me hope that xbox won't try to pull a fast one over playstation so the approval on month, on the, the approval is a rare occasion where European regulators appear to be more accommodating than the United States. For years, European antitrust regulators under something aggressively gone after big companies like Google issuing bill, billion dollars of fines. Goodness, that's how you know you make a lot of money. Um, but in this instance, United States is taking a tougher position, of course. And the Federal Trade Commission has made the challenging of a mer of mergers a central part of the plan to rein in the tech giants. Because I guess technically Microsoft is a tech giant. That is kind of crazy. I forgot they even made tech, even though I'm using a Windows laptop currently. That is wild. <laughs> All right. So they purchased of Activision in December, arguing that the deal will would harm consumers and lure gamers away from rivals. Well, who would have thunk? So anyways, it went over european or europe or just overseas i don't know the proper term my fault but as far as america i guess you still have to wait 
Yeah, so the European markets approved it, but we still have to wait in America. And of course, you know, it's just simply for the fact that PlayStation is pushing back. And I think it would hurt like competition. I mean, some people will say uh, Spider-Man being exclusively on PlayStation will hurt consumers, but Sony's own Spider-Man forever. So it's not like Xbox own Call of Duty forever. It's, it's like it's like if Call of Duty bought, you know, it's, it's like if um, Microsoft bought Call of Duty way back in the day and then now it's starting to blow up. Like, if you don't know, Stan Lee was going bankrupt when he was making all the marvel characters and so he licensed them off to other companies and one of them he licensed off was the major one sony and he gave them spider-man so spider-man's had Sp uh no sony has had spider-man for the longest and just because spider-man's like been the hottest superhero ever stan lee was going bankrupt he needed money sold it to sony and now sony can do whatever they want with spider-man so if that means making him exclude or making him exclusive on a console that they have been building for the past like forever then that makes sense but microsoft acquiring activision trying to make a call of duty exclusive off the bat i don't think will go will sit well with fans so um hopefully that makes sense it's a real uh, complicated thing when it comes to exclusives and just you know at the end of the day exclusives only hurt the gamers because you would want all the games to be on every platform, but that's just sadly not the case. Nintendo, they have their exclusives. I mean, we're seeing the biggest one right now with Zelda. Uh, Microsoft, they have their exclusives with uh, Gears of War. Um, I mean, I would say the most recent exclusive, but that's just atrocious disaster. Um, Redfall, you know, that's just one of the worst games. Like, one of the worst launches I've seen in a while. And then you see PlayStation, they, they riding high because they have... Um, forbidden west and then they had god of war ragnarok so i understand why playstation is is whining but at the end of the day microsoft had to even up the score at some point so anyways i uh, click my link tree in my bio let me know one of my social media what do you think about microsoft acquiring activision for 69 billion dollars with a b and do you think that this will make microsoft a monopoly or do you think that sony aka playstation can still compete and pussy tea for the butt of our joke and things like that. But I mean, it's like, it, it is what it is, man. Like, we're not gonna sit up here and go back and forth about it. I don't really care. I don't, do you know, can can you tell me, can you sing along the five Pusha T records right now? His records. Yes. His records? Yeah. Name I love Pusha, Nostalgia. Oh, you was a Pusha T fan. You like, know, you know. One, I didn't know he had fans like no. that. Can you name five Pusha T records? No, his records. See, but. No, can you no? But can you rap to five push? I'm, can I, I can't rap five. No, all right, no, can you can you rap to but five? Also, wait, wait, wait. Can you rap? If five push a T, five push a T records, not the records he's featured on. If five push a T records came on right now, could you rap them? Now, ladies and gentlemen, finally somebody said it, because I was waiting. Can you rap five push T records? Yeah. Could you? Could you? Wait. Could you rap five push? <laughs> T records right now if they started playing. What do you could, mean rap could, like the hook? Like, like, just, like, now this is this is top tier. I don't even know why. Verse for verse, yes. they came. I, it don't even want to get this out. Is no, no, he's spitting no, no, so much no, facts? Push no, 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 your T must be uh. Uh, all right, could you rap five J verses if they came? Oh, could absolutely. You, could you rap with five Drake verses if they came on? Nah. You, you lying. But I'm not, I've never been a big I've never been a big Drake fan. You're lying because lying. you work at radio. If five Drake records came on <laughs> right can, now, he can do you would be rapping rap them. You heard? Because they play. This man's spitting. He's spitting so much that honestly, 
the internet was like hey hold up hold up hold up he's been way too much like we can't just let this push your teeth slander go on check but guess what we gonna keep playing this push your teeth slander because this is just uh music to my ears but he's still dope and he clipped so clip. just started, just started tapping clips. his foot before he did that <laughs> before he did. i'm just i'm just gonna say that because i don't want to get it because them niggas will be like yo jim way way well and i'm shout to push your teeth i love your soul my dog you think you're not in my top 50 you might be in dang that man, that man ended that with love. I mean, sometimes you got to end it with love. You know what I mean? Like, you can't always end something with the hate you were spewing in the, in the midst of your rant. Like, we're going we gonna to keep it right there because this is exactly how I feel about this Pusha T um, revelation. Now, this all started when Jim Jones said the obvious fact of what has this man done to put him in the greatest rappers of all time besides talk about Coke that he probably didn't get himself. Now, for one... I feel like you have to be a certain type of lyricist for the masses to allow you to talk about Coke for decades. Like, you know what type of lyricist you have to be for somebody to allow you to talk about one sort of substance over and over and over again in your raps? Like, you just have to be a certain type of lyricist to get that off. And for P Pusha T, I think that's why a lot of people put him in you know, the top rappers conversation. Because when you get into the top 50, I mean, obviously you're not talking about Drake, Jay-Z, and all them. That's, you know, that's the upper echelon. When you're talking about the top 50, you may be getting into the E-40s. You may be getting into the... Who's in the top 50? There's a lot of rappers you can put in the top 50. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody because, you know, they'd be like, oh, no, he's in the top 10. Um... You start getting to the T.I. of the worlds, the the Jeezys, the um, who else? I mean, you get what I'm saying. Like, you don't get into, like, some of the, oh, non-negotiable uh, type of uh, rappers. Like, oh, he's better than him. Like, no, he's definitely not. Like, you get into the rappers where it's a real conversation. But I understand where Pusha, uh, Jim Jones was coming from. And this whole Pusha T versus Jim Jones situation is funny in itself because I think that these two... If they met up, like nothing would, would would have happened. Like it's just one of those things where Jim Jones is trying to be a nice, you know, podcaster, saying something outlandish that he actually believes, and he's. I think he's just putting a little bit of spice on. I don't think he really cares about Pusha T that much. I mean, obviously Pusha T cared a little bit because he actually responded during his uh Coachella, uh, before his Coachella set, and he basically said, uh, he was seen along with the designer, and after his recent performance, he said. Places they'll never be, stages they'll never see. So after that, I mean, obviously, you know, that man's just talking his stuff at that point. Like, if somebody's hating on you and you just respond with success, I've always said the best way to kill a hater is with success. So if you have somebody that's hating on you, it should just motivate you to be even greater than in life and, and have a greater work, uh, work ethic. Because if you don't, guess who's going to be correct? You try to prove the hater wrong or yourself. Like, whether you succeed or not, the work ethic should always be improved by the amount of haters, you know? That's just my, you know, that's my philosophy. So anyways, um, back to what I was saying. So Pusha T hate is something as a Drake stand, I'm not opposed to hearing. You know, I do like when certain facts are being stated, but I do, I will say I do enjoy listening to Pusha T. And the way that he talks about Coke, like it's just some type of substance that should be in, in um, 
that should be that people should partake in i just i don't agree with that message you know don't do drugs kids you know law-abiding materials what you should do even though i don't think that's breaking the law but you see what i'm saying um also don't be walking around like push your is one of the greatest rappers ever like i did have him in my top five rappers at like two separate years i believe one time when he put out like a track with uh jay-z called uh drug dealers anonymous still one of my favorite hip-hop tracks of all time and then he put out a track it was a story of adidonk like come on now don't don't do that it was um maybe forget my point no, it was the Coke track. Yeah, with uh, it's so funny. It was the Coke track with uh, Pharrell Williams uh, producing it. It was like, no, I think it was Kanye West who produced it. It was like Diet Coke. That was fire from the beat to the lyrics to the melody to the chorus. I was like, wow, like this man actually put a song together. Cause sometimes <laughs> that last sound like such hate, don't it? But you know, I'm a Drake stan, so I got to throw my jabs in there. But anyways, uh, Pusha T is a great lyricist who occasionally puts together great songs which is why he's in the conversation at this point because the longevity can't be matched honestly and to be around for this long is not normal if you don't know the average hip-hop career is like a football running back you get like at the most four years and then you out so um to to have this type of longevity to be in this game this long you just have to clap it up for him and acknowledge that he is probably in the top 50 when it comes to best rappers all time but of course, you know, if there's, there's a little hate being thrown Pusha T's way from Jim Jones, then you know, I'm all here for it. As a Drake stand, I feel like any Pusha T hate is warranted because why do he have to ex expose my man that he had a kid on the side? Like, who, like, if you really think about that, as a grown man, whose business is that? I don't know, man. But teach his own. So, anyways, uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Jim Jones versus Pusha T and do who do you think got the upper hand in the verses? You know, I just realized that the most talented artist that I've ever seen with my two eyes may in fact just plain and simple he may just be a supervillain. Because at this point, I don't think there's any other news. There's no other people to assault to get the rap of being a, a just a menace. Because at the end of the day, throwing a bottle at Drake is one thing. You know, a lot of people say Drake gets beside themselves. You know, he'd be talking about the industry. You know, he, he'd be throwing a little subliminal jabs. It's so one thing to go at the Migos, you know, rest in peace to take off. But, you know, the Migos are about their life. You know, if y'all getting a little altercation, you know, it could get to a little scuffle. You know what I mean? Obviously, the thing that he did with Rihanna, a.k.a. Rihanna, was completely out of bounds. Um, and he went to jail for it. Um, but now, to beat up the music industry's golden boy, the music version of lebron james of being able to do everything that you can do but he's just been in the game longer and to never have a blemish on his career aside for the you know the other blemishes but you know we ain't gonna talk about that it's <laughs> my fault let me get back on subject chris brown has decided to beat up usher because he was interjecting himself in an altercation with tiana taylor 
so apparently chris brown tiana taylor are like super close like they call each other family and all type of stuff and you know just like family sometimes you argue and it wasn't like chris brown was about to swing on her or nothing it was just it was a birthday party oh it's for chris brown's birthday party what ain't no way So Chris Brown at his birthday party, thrown by Chris Brown, oh no, thrown by Usher. Ain't no way the man who throw your bro. Let me tell you something. If somebody throws your birthday party, you end up beating him up at the end of the day. I don't care what y'all argue about. That's on you. That's messed up, man. That's messed up. But anyways, so Chris Brown was attempting to talk to Tiana Taylor. She became angry, ignoring him, all that stuff. Usher tried to interview intervene you know telling chris brown you know calm down man i throw this party for you you know you need to be dancing popping locking like you usually do you know and um chris brown wasn't going for none of that so apparently they went to the side you know they may have had a little fisticuffs and usher came back with a bloody nose you know according to tmz so we definitely have sources that have uh, cited this and a lot of eyewitnesses said they saw it um of course usher chris brown taylor didn't respond at all because um why would they i mean they at the end of the day both of those artists was getting money in a certain venue so they both came and still performed that next day i believe yeah that next day they still performed in um in vegas so it's kind of funny how this whole altercation happened but then chris brown and us should still perform on the same stage like it's like you know it's, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like a real life movie it's like oh we're just gonna put this to the side because we both getting money out here and even though you bloody my nose when i'm literally don't hurt a fly um yeah i haven't been in any type of violent altercation but you, you out here bringing violence into my life i'm still gonna forgive you and we're gonna perform in vegas so even even though chris brown once again, showed up being a supervillain, assaulting one of music industry's finest, Usher, Raymond. He ended up still performing with Chris Brown. It's kind of crazy because um, I know there was a thing going around for Revolt. I think it was owned, not owned by Revolt. Uh, I think, what's his name? Swiss? Is it Swiss or just Blaze? I think it's Swiss. Uh, Swiss is like the co-owner of Versus. And I think Chris Brown and Usher was supposed to do a versus or not supposed to like it's set in stone it's just more like in the future people was like who are these artists versus and everybody was like usher and chris brown so that's supposed to happen if they're performing together hanging out you would think it's going to happen but apparently chris brown thought it was a different type of versus because he took the fisticuffs to uh usher's face and bloodied it up a little bit so hopefully somebody lets chris brown know the type of verses that they was actually talking about so in the future they could come on a stage and be celebrated instead of, you know, combating one another, which I'm pretty sure Usher didn't. Like, at this point, you don't know what goes on in people's, like, behind-the-scenes, like, lives. But if you're such a golden boy in the public, you know how easy to mess up it is when, you're Usher, when you get famous at Usher's age and to now. Like, all that time in between, you didn't have no type of humongous scandal aside from the stuff that, you know, I joked about in the beginning. But, um as far as like assaulting or physically well like i said it's physical y'all know what i mean like violent acts um he's never had no type of incident like that so it's interesting to see that and also i feel like that um chris brown needs a usher in this corner to kind of help him chill out and you know i guess what comes along with that when you're trying to help somebody who who's more 
hot-headed than you he may just lash out and give you a couple you know give you a couple pow pow to the face so it's not really too much to break this down i mean they both still performed in vegas so it's not like the beefing at this point i mean that's another thing because when you're getting money with somebody it's like it's like i'm getting money with him so is it like are you it's not like he performed right after at some random event it was already scheduled to happen so they may still have beef and just putting it aside for the money which i wouldn't be i wouldn't put it past usher to do you know to be the professional and be like i'm still going to show up on stage even though this dude literally just socked me in the face so anyways not too much to get into that's the gist of it chris brown versus usher which one are you taking click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias in a versus battle though like in a different type of verses with, with music involved, non-violent activities. Um, who do you think will win in top 20 songs? Usher or Chris Brown? After seeing the news that Lil Durk offered Takashi 69 $50 million to fight in a boxing ring. Well, not even a boxing ring. I think it was just some hotel room because Sakashi at that point switched it up and he was like, when do you have to fight for money? Let's fight for the free in a hotel room. He said, I don't even want no money to beat you up. And then after that, Lil Dirk, you know, of course he didn't respond. Because I think one of the things about Takashi 69 as far as his marketing uh, mind, he's definitely put a masterclass on how to spin the narrative as him and Lil Dirk was going back and forth in the dms and then guess who leaked it little dirk himself i think what he wanted to happen was little uh, takashi to put out the screenshot and to like cuts out little dirk or does you know scream all type of expletives at him but once he figured out that takashi wasn't going to take the bait and let alone did he not take the bait because that 50 million dollars was not going to be the uh the, the what they call the purse for the, the boxing match I think he was just putting that up to stunt on Takashi, tell him how much money he had, and he just wanted to embarrass him in the most uh, public way possible. So Lord Dirk went on his own page and put it up and talked about how he was willing to fight 6ix9ine, and 6ix9ine said he was willing to fight, but for the free. So after that, of course, Lord Dirk didn't seem interested, and he responded, because of course, if you want to know the whole back and forth. So it started with Lord Dirk approaching 6ix9ine, asking if he was willing to fight in dubai at all places <laughs> he wanted to fight in dubai for 50 million dollars and the fight would be televised then lord dirk responded said um he wasn't willing okay he said he wanted to fight but for the free in like a hotel room or something like some some ghetto stuff and then little dirk responded you know realizing that six nine wasn't taking the beat and said uh nah i'm cool enjoy your day i'm not worried about sales i just wanted to beat your expedite and this is a pg podcast so you can uh you you can probably guess what that word was anyways so dirk's new album is set to drop may no, that's not right. This is this is an old article. But it's set to release later in May. And um, he lied and said it was coming out May 12th simply for the fact that he was beefing with uh, NBA Youngboy. If you don't know that whole situation, they was beefing. Um, Youngboy called out academics for working with Lil Durk, even though that was a whole crazy situation in itself. Youngboy just, he's just making enemies for no reason. And so after that, Lil Durk saw that and he was like, hey, let me just use this for promotion. So he used it for, mo pro for promotion, act like his album was coming out. If you notice, and maybe one of y'all who's listening to this fell for it, he put up the pre-order sales, uh, the pre-save sales for, uh, no, the pre-save link, sorry, for his album. 
so everybody who was waiting for his album on apple probably pre-saved it and now that money went straight to Lil dirk i don't know if you can get a refund from that because i'm pretty sure like the album's coming out but it didn't come out that day so you you already pre-saved it so that's an album sale and Lil dirk's pocket strictly off of the promotion from him beefing with young boy only for him to drop a single with j cole which i forgot the name of the single but you know even though i'm not the biggest jermaine fan i gotta admit that track is straight fire like we need more tracks like that in society positive um positive message great chorus great melody it's not one of those overly positive songs was like bro turn this off it's not one of those it's actually pretty solid uh jermaine of course went crazy and i say of course because you know his fan base um thinks everything he makes is just the greatest thing since sliced bread i thought it was a pretty serviceable verse uh little dirk definitely came with it if you look at the music video you could tell that man was that man was so uncomfortable you would thought he was sitting in front of finding with uh Fonnie willis herself so anyways so uh, you know j cole came you know taught him how to you know maneuver with kids you know to teach them mentor him to you know like this is this is how you operate with kids you know what i mean you don't have to be gang gang murder shoot everybody all the time you know just play with the kids you know what i mean and so anyways um that single came out it was phenomenal and the whole takashi tidbit with them with little dirk wanting to fight him was all just promotion all of that stuff with beef featuring young boy and takashi was promotion to the point where i don't know if little dirk came up with this himself because if you ever seen little dirk type on any type of social media i mean any type of social media you know when little dirk puts out a message himself because you would have thought grammar wasn't even invented when you see little dirk type like i just don't know if he dropped out of the second grade i don't know what it is but this man can't put together sentences to save his life so every time i see this man mess up easy words like and and uh what like I, I just know i know he probably typed that so yeah when i was watching him type all them you know grammatically uh incorrect sentences basically using the beef from young boy and takashi to promote his music i was like well at least he's smart at one thing and that is how to promote music because that grammar is, is atrocious man and that grammar needs some work my boy but, but anyways um i think i think Lil dirk also has a marketing team and i don't say that to to discredit him because on the flip side to get into the young boy beef once again young boy at this point we know he has a marketing team i mean if you saw that interview he did with um elliot and b dot wilson i think that's what the name are or is from um apple music that man was whispering like in the background somebody had a weapon pointed to his head like i'm like bro i've never seen young boy talk like this before he was like yeah i just i just want to stop the violence and you know um when i was growing up i used to get bullied and so now i'm just a very hot-headed person and i really just want to beat people up every time that um i see them and i'm just attracted to violence but it's not my fault it's really because i grew up getting bullied i was like bro ain't no i've never seen and never heard young boy talk like that in life and then right after that because you know people gonna come out of the woodworks oh a black man can't change for the better and i was like you know what i mean they they he he could but i just don't believe it and then guess what it's it's almost like young boy and john morant is living the same simulation just in different professions because right after the whole stop the violence campaign with his album that came out saying don't try this at home where he was literally talking about killing people but the whole don't try this at home was supposed to save him he put out another album 
recently on the 12th titled Riches Up. Now, does, does that sound like a title where somebody is promoting Stop the Violence? Y'all let me know. So anyways, uh, after that, just blatant lie to the fans. Uh, you know, Lil Dirt, young boy, if the one thing about these rappers, the professional liars. The only way to, to sell a record is for beef to be instilled into it. If you if you really think about all the biggest moments we have in hip-hop, it's probably beef-oriented. I mean, I don't even think I've seen the last of the Notorious Biggie and... um. Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac documentaries. You haven't even, I don't even think we've gotten close to the end of documentaries made on that whole situation. And guess what that's surrounded around? All those talented lyricists. And guess what people focus on? Notorious versus Tupac. So anyways, um, I think that this whole marketing campaign type of beef is going to end up in that similar fashion. And, you know, I don't really like saying stuff like that because it's very morbid. But when you really get into the situation, you realize that they're two of the biggest artists in the game. And you realize they're not falling off anytime soon. Youngboy or Little Dirk's not falling off anytime soon. No pun intended, but Youngboy is young in the game. Little Dirk's a little older. I think people forget that. Little Dirk's definitely way older than Youngboy. But they still have a certain beef that puts them in direct competition with one another. And to bring it full circle, the whole offering Takashi 50 million just to fight was just icing on the cake because he knew he had a... I don't know what this is oh the ad was playing because I'm not editing that part out because <laughs> he knew uh he had a single coming featuring J. Cole and he was like you know what let's add even more promotion by saying I'm gonna beat you up so now let's put this up on the screen so we can read this together because you know some people may not understand what type of buffoonery is going on right here between 6ix9ine and Lil Durk so this man says let me see if I can make this closer hopefully uh, let me see give me one second alright anyways I can try to read, it, read that alright so Lil Durk, as you can see on the screen, he's definitely texting um, Takashi. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. Uh, oh, my Lord. This man, the way he spells is so trash. I'm telling you, every time you watch, like, reading off Lil Durk's um, messages should be like a, a class in itself. Like, it should be an AP class in itself. Because this is ridiculous. There's no reason this man should be typing like this as a grown man. But anyways, he said, I don't want to hurt you. Or dead you. You a kid from the burbs. I got 50 million my own money without help to fight you on TV in Dubai. And he spelled it D-U-B-I. But anyways, let's progress. We can double the money. Three rounds. Go talk to your rich friends. Let's set it up. September. Stop the violence. LOL. And that's a little Dirk talking. I mean, obviously, he's not on that Stop the Violence. That's young boy. But, you know, he's just, you know, he's trying to be funny because 6 9 supposedly went into a rebrand is trying to uh, change his image. And, you know, he, he had his own young boy type interview where he was, if you look it up, young boy explain, I don't know, uh, Takashi 6 9 explains the whole LA fitness situation. He's just sitting there talking all softly. He's like, yeah, thinking about suing LA fitness because, like you mentioned, they didn't have memberships. And I was like, bro, ain't no way. I was like, bro, what is happening to our rappers? Now I'm all for Stop the Violence and pushing positive campaigns. But at some point, you just got to realize 
that as a fan they are they think your iq is below sea level because the things that they're telling you is not reality so anyways um after little dirk sent that message takashi responded and said it's so funny because i know you on an album press run laughing face emoji you need anything to promote this album since nba Youngboy not biting the bait but i want to fight you for no money and then he put an expletive and he also added another text and said for free this man quadruple texan man come to miami let's get a hotel room and just throw down one on one and i guess what little dirk said bait question mark hotel question mark ah nah i'm cool enjoy your day dot 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 i'm not worried about sales i just wanted to be your expedive for some money and just to add icing on the cake he spelled for f-i-r ladies and gentlemen the education system must have failed us because this man ain't no way i that's the first time i've ever seen this that's the first time i've ever seen four misspelled but like i said little dirk and grammatical errors go hand in hand but he, he makes some good music though so i guess that's the only thing that matters good thing he's not a spelling bee um anyways so yeah that's the whole situation right now this whole um situation with Lil Durk versus 6ix9ine was simply to promote his single with uh J. Cole I'm still not seeing this, the name of it and I'm not gonna look it up because you know I'm not I'm not the biggest Jermaine fan so I don't really care if y'all listen to it or not but uh <laughs> it's a single he has it out now it's a it's a positive song it's fire so I'm not gonna hate that much it is a good song but as far as promoting it you know what I mean I could you know look it up for yourself no just play my fault my fault so anyways uh click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about uh, Lil Durk basically using the beef between Takashi Six Nine and Lil and Young Boy to promote his latest single with J Cole. And do you think it's smart or not? So getting into the overview of the pod for episode one twenty two, titled "Beef Galore," we had to get into all the beef on the gaming and the hip hop side. As usually, it's just hip-hop, but gaming gave us some interesting beefs to talk about. But, of course, we had to kick off the episode with some leaked music, a.k.a. AI, as we got into Frank Ocean and his fans leaking his music, because, you know, at the end of the day, they don't really care too much about um, Frank Frank Ocean putting out real music because he's not giving us any. So they was like, you know, let's just leak it. And then after it got leaked, supposedly it was just all AI generated. So SMH. But then we transitioned into Lil Uzi Vert and his leak music called No Nintendo. And that definitely sounded like real music from Lil Uzi. If they tell me that was AI generated, then let's just say I've lost all hope in humanity because we are actively losing the fight. But the track was fire. Also, we got into Drake, Travis Scott, and The Weeknd AI-generated track titled My Brothers. If you look it up, it's going to be a lot of them that's taken down, but hopefully you can find that one link so you can bless your ears and listen to the AI-generated track with Drake and The Weeknd because we don't get that often. And just to top it off, Travis Scott was also on the track titled My Brothers. Drake and Travis Scott going back on the chorus, The Weeknd coming in with the verse. It was it was an overall fire track. Then we got to, we switched it up a little bit and got to some pop news. Hollywood writers went on strike. Who are the thunk? After all this AI tech uh, evolution and technology and 
streaming messing up the bag for writers because we can't get any real numbers nowadays from any of these streaming platforms there's so many i can't even count like we might as well just bring cable back but anyways um so the hollywood writers went on strike and we don't know whenever it's gonna end but i'm personally projecting it to go for at least six months because history a little history lesson the longest one was five months but that was before all this ai technology like at this point higher-ups are literally looking at writers and the ai and they're thinking they're the same level of quality then we got into gta 6 and the news that it will be coming out in 2024 for some reason a lot of people are believing rockstar with this release date thinking that gta 6 is going to come out 2024 when in all actuality I think it's probably going to come out 2025, which is not the biggest delay, but for them to say 2024, I think it's just to uh, hype up the marketing campaign to get people ready for it. Then we talked a little bit about Xbox versus PlayStation getting back into beef. I think this started, nah, this kicked off the beef for us as uh, Hollywood writers, of course, was a little bit, no, nah, not a little bit. It was a lot of bit of beef and that's more of like company based beef. This one is more like conglomerate conglomerate based beefs is sony versus microsoft not union versus conglomerate is conglomerate versus conglomerate you know what i mean so sony versus microsoft uh, we're gonna see where that goes microsoft literally just acquired activision blizzard who if you don't know at this point i mean obviously you should already know but they are the people who develop call of duty if call of duty goes exclusively to xbox just know playstation playstation is gonna fill it in the bottom line so anyways oh no sony's gonna fill in the bottom line uh with the lack of playstation sales then we get into jim jones versus Pusha t he said what everybody's thinking why everybody be overrating Pusha t even though personally i like Pusha t but as a drake stand can't give him too much praise because he did oust my boy for having a boy and not telling the world so uh that's a whole situation in itself but jim jones versus Pusha t was very interesting to cover and to listen to as i don't even think the beef's that serious but hip-hop is built off beefs at this point so it, it was nice that that was more of a light-hearted one speaking of light-hearted beefs then we got into chris brown and usher and chris brown giving you know usher a little you know fist to cuffs to the face and after that they still performed in vegas so i guess you know let the uh, usher let bygones be bygones and still showed us for how long has Usher been in the game? For like decades plus, how to be a positive role model in society. I mean, I don't know one artist that would get punched in the face and not offer some type of video being like, nah, when I see you, I'm a, you know what I mean? Like Usher ain't do none of that. Perform with him. He did show off a video of his face showing that the blood was gone. You know, I guess he healed like Wolverine. But um, obviously the blood was there because we saw TMZ uh, photos and reports. So, um yeah man i guess chris brown and usher are still cool which is good because i would hope they wouldn't beef you know chris brown at this point i just think it's a certified super villain so for anybody to be friends with him it's a lot of work but i'm glad usher made it work then we finished with the one and only takashi 69 as little dirk offered this man 50 million for a boxing my uh boxing match but takashi saw the play saw the marketing tactic knew it wasn't gonna happen in the first place and basically called him out for for dissing or ducking young boy and from that you know of course little dirt he was just like ah nah never mind i don't want to talk to you so you know i feel like takashi kind of up up um little dirk as far as that marketing dm tactic because you know he was just trying to promote for his latest single with j cole and that's basically i got all into that so anyways 
that's about it for episode 122 thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me an email letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and to keep up with my latest activities if you want to support the show financially click my cash app link located towards the bottom of my link tree as it helps the show overall make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars or whatever platform you're currently listening on as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning also before i you know get my little outro i also want to thank everybody for getting us the thirty-eight thousand weekly downloads as that's immense support for me from where i definitely started from my from the three months i've been under red circle we went from nine thousand to twenty five thousand and we kept going up from there one by one by one all the way up to thirty-eight thousand. and we're and let's just say we have a lot of stuff coming in line with red circle so we have a lot of stuff um that we're working on so i appreciate y'all for being part of the masses and with that thank you for tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect